Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge. Thank you for joining us today. And on this short episode, we're going to share with you a piece of the audio from our free presentation on shot selection with Anthony Troshak. And in this podcast clip, he's talking about how you can communicate with your players of what's a good shot, what's an average shot, what's a bad shot, what's a great shot, what is the makeup of those different types of shots? Because regardless of what type of offense and defense we're running, shot selection is key. We want to get great shots, and it also helps teach our players what are the types of shots that we want our opponent to take so that they have a poor field goal shooting percentage. Coach also breaks down the scoring system that he likes to use with the teams that he coaches on how they can gauge and rate the types of shots that they're getting as well as their opponents. And then at the end, we dig into some of the drills that we do. And this is about 20 minutes of a full 60 minute presentation and conversation that we had with the Coach's Edge. With that said, the Coach's Edge is live. It shuts down on October 31st. If you want to become a member, you can go to coachesedge.coach. If you have questions, reach out, contact at krimberbasketball.com. And we are fired up. We are geared up to serve as many coaches as we can as we dive into basketball season. I like to think of our coaches are the golfer. And I'm the caddy, you know, I'm just trying to help out in all these different ways, offer some thoughts and some pieces of advice, offer, you know, the the tools and the resources that I have to best serve our coaches. All right, let's get to the episode. And thanks again for listening. Take what you want, throw the rest away. Um, And it needs to fit your program. It needs to fit your style. It needs to fit what you're running. Um, So you might just take one thing from this. You might take it all. You might take it and tweak it. Um, but really make, make it your own. Players have different definitions of what a good shot is, what a bad shot is. And that's the big thing. If you don't have some sort of def- definition of shot, shot selection, what a good shot is, what a not so good shot is, I feel like then players just make it their own and no one's on you know the same page. And really high clarity equals high performance. Um, so the more you know clarity that you have in your program, the better off. Um, so make it your own, but I think it's important to have some sort of definition of a good shot, of a, a poor shot, and I'm just going to give you kind of um, some details on how I've done it in the past. So the background, the why, uh, the shot selection is like we were losing some close games, and players coming up from lower levels, we had a lot of shot takers, but not a lot of shot makers. Um, so I knew there was going to kind of be, um, you know, an, maybe an issue, for lack of better words and our shot selection in the coming years. So like, we gotta do stuff, we gotta do something about it. Um, so I went to um, a BCAM clinic and TJ Rosine gave a presentation on basically the topic that I'll talk about, except I've kind of tweaked it a little. He's at a higher level, he's coaching at college, so he can do a lot more with um, the way he implements shot selection and the way he does it. Um, but that's kind of who I've taken that from and made it my own, just like, um, you know, Coach Fretz has taken it a little and made it his own. Um, but that's uh that's kind of the why and again players you know if I were to ask seven years ago when I was coaching varsity what a good shot was you know one player would say one answer another player would say a different answer now I feel like they were all on the same page these last four years of the shot that we were looking for I even was at an open gym um, before I left Brown City uh, this summer and and a player goes oh that was a five and I was I just started cracking up and you'll 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 understand that when I get to like the levels but they, they remember it it's good for them to um it's easy for them to understand too. All right. So the prerequisites for shot selection, you got to have like buy-in the players need to understand why 
you know, just like anything else, why um, shot selection is important. So better shots are going to lead to wins. Um, also, you know, it's a, you need to have like good leadership and the culture of like selflessness. So every day you need to fight for your culture. And if your culture is about we, and it's about the team, then it should be about the best shot that's for the team. Um, and that varies from team to team. It varies from year to year. Um, but, you know, ultimately you want to be successful. You want to put a good product out on the court and you, you want to, you know, win as a coach. Um, so it's important to have that. And your, your leadership and your culture is also, that's part of your shot selection to me is part of your culture because it's, it's selflessness. It's, you know, team first, it's a, we shout something that we want as a team. Um, so, you know, and another reason, you know, at a smaller school where I, where I was previously coaching at and now we'll be coaching at we're class C um, to me, it's easier for, you know, us to take better shots than just make everyone a great shooter. And if I can kind of combine those things, let's take good shots. Let's make some guys better shooters ultimately we're going to be a better shooting team. Um, so, and that's going to lead to, to more wins um, because if a team plays a game and they're, they're evens and let's say they're even in rebounding, let's say they're even in turnovers and you know, fouls, all that stuff, which really happens, but hypothetically it's going to come down to the team that shoots better that, and usually it's based on shot selection. Um, so that's just kind of the why and the buy-ins um, and, you know, as I explained, it's the players is every possession matters. So you, we worked hard for that basketball. Um, so don't just, you know, give it back to their team uh, with a poor shot. And also it impacts team chemistry. All right. Which I'll talk about here in a second. And then, you know, it, winning um, TJ Rosine at that conference, he shared that if your team can score six more layups than the other team, well, sorry, let me rewind when he charted, when his team got six more layups than the opposing team, they won 30 out of 31 games. Um, so they're getting good shots. Um, and then from a player standpoint, why shot selection is so important. And this is Coach Kramer, and if he, can chi he can chime in if he wants. But I asked him, you know, why shot selection is so important from player? And he goes, to me, if a player takes a bad shot, they either have a low basketball IQ because they took it thinking it's a good shot or they're selfish because they took it knowing it's a bad shot and they still took it. So when you explain that to players, they don't want to be one, they don't want to be called selfish Two, They don't want to be called, say they have a low basketball IQ. Um, so that's kind of the why um, as far as shot selection for players. And then ultimately it leads to playing time. You know, you know, some guys don't understand if they just rebound, they play defense and they are solid on offense, which means don't turn over the ball and take good shots. They're going to get more playing time compared to if they're trying to do stuff outside of their comfort zone. Coach, I don't know if you want to chime in on that because you're the one I stole that from, and I, I love it. It's gold. Well, I just think that if I were to sit back and watch a team play or if I was to look at an individual play, there's two things that I would really look at that would probably tell me more than anything else about that player. And one is what they do on defense, and the other one is what type of shots that they take. And um, both have to do with IQ. Both have to do with uh, selfish slash unselfish. And then obviously you're getting into uh, that, that competitive desire. How hard are they working? Um, and so if you, you're really to evaluate a player based on two things, offensively, what types of shots do they take? And, and do they get after it on defense? You know, there's a head on a swivel and they know what they're doing. Um, that really is a great way, I think, for, for me when I think of what type of player am I actually looking at and what type of team do I actually have? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. And like I said, you know, if you ask a player, 
you know, why you took that shot if it's a bad shot and they think it's a good one. You're like, well, you must not know what a good shot is. And if they think it's a bad shot, then you'd be like, are you selfish? You know, you're either selfish or you have low basketball IQ. And I don't, I don't think players want to have either. So um, take good shots. So as far as implementing it, what the first thing I usually do if I'm implementing it with the team is show them this clip. Um, and then I ask the players, how would you feel if your teammate took that shot? And most of the time, the answers are, I'd be frustrated. You know, I'd be upset. I think that we could get a better shot, any, anything along those lines. Um, and then I would say, how would you feel if your opponent took those shots? And a lot of the answers are, you know, relieved or awesome. You know, they're taking that shot. You know, I didn't have to play much defense. They shot a deep one. Um, and then we talk about how do you think these shots would impact, you know, winning? And, you know, that leads to what is a, what is a bad shot? What are some negatives of a bad shot? What are some good shots? Or what's a good shot? And what's some positives of a good shot? So we, we talk about that. So I kind of show them the bad first. And that's kind of where I talk about team chemistry. You know, shot selection is important with team chemistry. Um, there's nothing worse than, you know, one of your teammates shooting just a poor shot and then everyone kind of knows it. No one crashes the board and then it leads to bad defense and it's your, it's your chemistry. Um, but that's, that's the first thing I do is, is show them these shots and kind of ask them about, you know, how would they feel? How would you feel if the opposing team shot it or you shot it? My hope is, you know, you, you jotted down those five questions because that was really the implementation slide of, I mean, this is the right here. This is the conversation we want to start to have with the players on our team. Um, and, and so these are great questions. And from there, that's how we really transition into the scoring system that coach Tro is going to, to share with them. But uh, to lead up with these questions, I like guess, key. So if you had just a second to, you know, screenshot it with your phone or take a couple notes down, um, I'll just give you another few seconds to make sure you do that. Um, and then we'll get back on with the scoring system, which feeds right into this perfectly. Yeah. I kind of jumped the gun on that. I just wanted to get into the scale. So you guys all understood um, what I was, was talking about, but yeah, that's important, you know, precursor to shot selection is getting them, kind of the, getting their thoughts out on the table. I always feel because we never know what, what the players are thinking. Um, so to, to kind of share that and, you know, have as a, as a group collaborate and talk about, you know, how do you feel about this shot? You know, what do you think is a good shot to kind of get that stuff out there? All right. So here's the scale and then I'm going to go through these and then I'm actually going to go through them individually um, so yeah, if you screenshot or took a picture of this, that's fine. And then um, you'll see each of them in a little clip. Well, most of them. Um, so the first thing is it's a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the best shot. And what we talk about is there's no such thing as a 10. And what I'll do with players is I'll show a clip of LeBron James missing a breakaway dunk or somebody else missing a wide open layup. And it's just to understand there's no guaranteed 10. Um, and then the next thing I usually talk about is I skip nines and I go right to sevens and we talk about um, those are the shots we hunt. We want to hunt sevens and what they are is they're balanced paint shots. All right. Or it's a shot with range, rhythm and room. And, you know, if you take anything away from this whole presentation, maybe you just take that away. And that's what you call a good shot for your program. You go, guys, we're going to get shots with range, rhythm, and room. That's it. Maybe that's your whole shot selection, which is fine. Um, and then I actually kind of break down what range is, what rhythm is, and what room is um, to go a step further. Um, so we hunt sevens. 
And then usually I'll go back to nines. So nines are usually a result of hunting a seven. Um, we're trying to get like a layup in the paint and we end up, or trying to get a paint touch for a kick out and we end up with a dump off. Um, it could be in transition that you get your nines. Um, those are just layups and bunnies. And I'll, again, you'll see a couple examples. Fives are, they're, they're the killers. Those are the ones that really, you know, hurt your team. And they're the most average shot and an average team takes average shots. And if you were to walk into any open gym, you know, across your state, you're going to see a lot of fives being taken. And the one tough part is sometimes uh, a seven, you know, a seven on the scale, actually sometimes a five, sorry, it looks like a seven. All right. And you, and it, it, it depends on your range, your rhythm room, but you're missing one thing. So maybe the player takes the shot in their range in rhythm, but they're just closely guarded. So that's a five. Maybe they have range, they're in their range, um, but they don't have rhythm or if it's not in the rhythm of the offense. So that's a five. And then there's a three, which means multiple areas are missing. So two. So I'm in my range, but I don't have rhythm and I don't have room. So that would be a three on the scale. Um, and that's what I was talking about with Coach Fretz. They, I don't know, like, again, I don't know if this is players, his coaching staff, but they charted all their shots throughout a game, which is just pretty awesome. I've never done anything like that, but they, and they would average it out. What do we average in this game? Is that a seven? And I, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if the coaches determine that. I don't know if the players. And a one is zero elements present. So, I mean, if you're shooting ones and your teams are shooting ones, you're going to be in trouble. The big, the, the bulk of it is, is, you know, a lot of teams are taking fives that really hurt them and you want to hunt sevens. All right. And then it says, know your Scott, which is your scoring spot. And I'll talk about that too. So trying to see if I can move this. All right. Um, sevens and the, the top, you see, it says in range, in rhythm and room or balanced paint shot. So there's a range finder drill that coach Kramer has, and I'll let him talk about that. Maybe whenever he wants to chime in actually, and then rhythm, we define that it's, you catch it with your feet set. Um, you, you, you catch it clean, meaning you're not bobbling it. And then it's the rhythm of the offense. Like, um, have you guys, you know, has your team just taken four quick shots and the other teams on a run and you need to kind of just slow it down a little and, you know, catch your breath and get a good look. Um, so the rhythm of the offense is also important with that. Um, and then room, and this varies a little depending on the player's shot. Some players can get a shot up with little amount of room if they have a high release and they can elevate. Um, so what I kind of tell our players is if the ball is above the hand of the defender and their hand is more than an arm's length away, that's room. All right. So if my, if my hand, if I'm guarding coach, Graham, my hand is here and the ball's up here, he's got room. He can shoot it over my hand. Now, if it's the other way, if my hand's on top, the ball's below, he probably doesn't have room. That's a tough shot because you got to go through my hand basically to get that shot up. So that's how we go over range rhythm and room. And you'll see a couple, let's see if I can play them. Yeah. A couple, seven here's one so he's coming off he's definitely got range uh you make this uh coach campbell can testify to that um in the all-star game not when we played him <laughs> but he uh he's got range he's got some rhythm here and he's got definitely got a lot of room so that that would be a seven um another seven we got a skip pass across to this player this is in his range um he steps into the shot you know he's got rhythm and he's got room, but also understand that it's not just makes. So he shoots it, he misses it. Sevens aren't just, you know, it's not just always makes. Steps into it, that's an open shot. That guy's hand is definitely down. You know, it's not above the ball at all, not even close. So he's got plenty of room. 
and he, he shoots it. So that's a seven range rhythm room or a balanced paint shot, meaning usually off of two feet in the paint um, with balance and power. Uh, some nines. So these are your bunnies, usually a result of hunting a seven. So we're trying to press here and you'll see us get torched and then we give up a layup. So right here, he gets in here and hopefully um, this isn't too choppy for everyone, but he gets in, passes it, dump off, layup. So that's a nine because he's hunting a seven. He's hunting a good paint shot and he ends up getting a layup for his teammate. Um, it's usually out of transition or defense where you're going to find your nines. And if you can get a lot of nines, you're going to be tough. Um, now a five, like I said, this is the real killer. This is the one that is tough to diagnose. And these are the average shots and usually average teams take average shots. So here's a nine and I paused it or five, sorry. I paused it here for a reason. So that player definitely has room. It's, it's in his range. He's not a bad shooter, um, but his rhythm is what's not there. And, and if you can tell his right foot is far in front of his left foot. So I think he's trying to get to the three-point line. So he ends up pulling it back because his feet aren't set. He should be stepping into the shot instead of stepping back. And for him, that's going to that's gonna throw off his shot because, again, he's not a tremendous shooter, um, but he's, you know, he's, he's an average shooter. So he steps back, all right, slows down his shot, and, you know, that's a five. And it, you could call it picky, but it is what it is. Um, here's another five, and it's – he drives here and right now he's going off of one foot and he's outside the paint. So he's not in the paint. He's going off one foot. So he doesn't have much balance. All right. And he gets bumped a little and it's not a bad shot. That's what's tough with fives is they look a lot like sevens. It's just little things here and there. Um, but, you know, I'm sure if you watch this clip and I'll run it back coaches, you probably say if he would take one more dribble, get two feet in the paint and finish, guess what? It's a seven. So that's the difference between a five and a seven. Instead of going off of one foot, floating it up um, off balance, you go off a two with power, you're either going to get to the free throw line or you're going to finish. So watch the clip. He gets here. If he just takes one more dribble, powers it up, that help side's not there. I'll even show it again. He powers it up, that help side's not there yet. It's probably a seven or he's going to the free throw line. Um, so there we went over nine, sevens, fives, and then three, which hopefully you don't have many on uh, your film clips. So this is the end of a quarter. That's the only way I could find one. So right now, that see this hand, if you can catch it, hopefully you can. Um, but if not, you know, if you're a Coach's Edge member, this stuff is on the platform. So you can pause, you can rewind, you can do all that stuff. Uh, but I'll describe it if you can't see it. The defender's hand is definitely above the ball, you know, he, so he doesn't have room. Uh, he doesn't really have, have much rhythm. He's kind of off balance. You'll see him fade. And then... Uh, it, you know, I guess it is in his range, but he's missing those other two things. He's missing room and he's missing rhythm. It's, uh, it's in his range though. Oh. All right. So I'll run it one more time off the dribble. It's the end of a corner, closely guarded and off balance. So that'd be a three. And then I don't even have clips of ones because it's like impossible to find. Um, it's just an awful shot. If you look up really, really bad shot selection, uh, for, you know, for NBA or you look on YouTube, you'll, you'll find some crazy looking shots with a guy like end of the shot clock doing a pirouette, throwing it up uh, over his head. But really a one, you know, no player shall ever take a one. Um, so I'll stop right there and see if there's any questions over the actual scale before I get into drills. So I'm actually going to stop screen share too. And, you know, the big thing to me is if you ask, you know, it doesn't matter if us coaches know what a good shot is or a bad shot is. It's when you ask your players. 
mm-hmm. you know, they all need to be on the same page. They all should be like, we know what a seven is. It's range, rhythm, and room. Um, and they should all know what their range is. They should all be able to define what room is, you know, the hand above the balls that are arm's length away. Um, and they should all be able to define rhythm. Um, I think that's that's the most important part that you define it as a program and you're on the same page, whether you use this scale, whether you use a one to five scale, whatever you're using, you got to be on the same page because like I said, you know, high clarity equals high performance. Do you um, determine range for a player? Great question. Um, so we'll use coach Kramer's range finder drill, which uh, I don't know if you want to get to it now. You can describe it or I can show the clip. I could just, uh, just, just I mean, I can just describe it if you like. Um, but I mean, Jeff mentioned even prior to that, the rhythm aspect, I think that's something that we don't talk about enough until we're, unless we're really diving into some shooting mechanics and things like that of, I mean, that everything could look perfectly, but if for some reason that player is off balance, like you said on that one, they had everything there, but they weren't timed up, right. Feet weren't set, right. So they were stepping back into that shot stepping instead of stepping forward. I mean, all those little things have to do with rhythm and, and that's where you really get to know your players, know your team, because somebody's rhythm is going to look a little bit different. But for the most part, when you we've seen a player shoot enough during their workouts, you get a feel for what their rhythm is generally going to look like. Now, how do you determine their range? So I have a very, very basic, basic uh, drill I call the range finder. And it's not a drill to build shooting range like it's, it's it's nothing about that it is simply a test to determine essentially where a player's range is essentially ending um and then so that's the, the tool that we teach and we've done this with a bunch of programs junior high high school coaches but we'll have a kid start at about five feet in front of the rim and i'll have him shoot for a minute and they have one ball one rebounder and they'll shoot from five feet away and if they make that shot they'll take a big step back. And I think it's important that we're taking big steps back and big steps forward. They make that shot, they take a big step back. They shoot the next one, take that shot. If they make it, they take another big step back. They shoot it, they miss it, they take a big step forward. Now from the starting spot, if you miss that first one, you just shoot it again from that first spot. You're not gonna go underneath the rim. And we again, we go five, six feet away because I think if you get too close to the basket, even to start, it's not a shot, it's a layup, it's a finish, right? So there's a big difference there. So even starting say seven feet away, I would say we find somewhere where it resembles an actual shot. So they shoot for a minute, every make, they step back, big step, every miss, they step forward, big step. And after you've done this, two or three times, you put that average distance together and the drill doesn't lie. That that distance, that average distance that they get to is essentially where their range ends. So from the, generally that spot and everything in front of it is within their shooting range and everything behind it is outside of their shooting range. And it also is a great tool because we'll get players who they're shooting threes. They want to shoot threes. They want to shoot threes. Say, all right, well, let's test you out. Let's have you do the range finder drill, and they can't get past the foul line. It's like, all right, well, we really need to work on getting that three-point shot and that range into our shot instead of pulling a bunch of threes in a game. This is something that we really need to practice more often. Now, you'll get a kid who gets hot, and they're working their way back, and they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper. But what you'll see with those kids is at some point, even if they're making those shots, that's not 
the mechanics and the rhythm of the shot that they would actually take in a game. And I know we've done this at your camp, Coach Tro, and we have one kid like work his way back to half court. But after he got to like 23 feet, his he had to change his mechanics to actually get it. Now he was making them and he was pretty excited about it, which, you know, is fun. But that goes back into the, the rhythm piece of knowing and understanding, hey, you make it, you step back and you're at 25 feet, but you need to take that shot. You need to have the discipline to take that shot just like you would a normal shot. And you can't crank it back over here or up here, whatever that might, might look like. So um, in a couple minutes, that's essentially the, the range finder drill that I like to use with players. And it's worked pretty well. Coach Stroh, I don't know if you wanted to add anything out of that or if that was good. Yeah, no, we've done it and just add on to it. Like Coach Kramer said, um, you know, a kid could get hot. So we'll do it multiple times. Like yeah. in the first two weeks of um, our season, we might do it three times the first week and three times the second and kind of show them, you know, or you might have a player get cold. That's a pretty good shooter. So you'll, you'll find those averages and, you know, that that'll come out. That law of averages will come out. Um, another thing we'll do is, you know, two minutes, one basketball, one rebounder, um, five spots, trying to make five at those five spots from mid range and then three pointers. And, you know, I've, I've crunched numbers before and, it's about 20 to 21, you know, is what we're looking for in the mid range and in those two minutes. Thank you for listening to this short piece together episode from the Coach's Edge presentation on shot selection. Special thank you to Coach Troshak for spending the time for breaking down shot selection. Very detailed, awesome presentation, the video, everything. All of our Coach's Edge members, you get access to that video presentation in the Coach's Edge account that's under program development. If you're not a member, but you want access to it, you can't. That's why we give it to you a little bit in the audio, audio form, but you can get access to that and all of the other resources that we have to help you do what you do just better at coachesedge.coach. Feel free to reach out if you wanna learn more. Thank you again for listening. And as always, get after it today.